This is Tim Tapp. Let's go, Brandon. Hey. Let's go, Brandon. Hey. Let's go, let's go. Hey. to today's broadcast of Tapping to the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing, with all the usual caveats, of course. With you, as always, I'm your ever-so-humble and mostly peaceful host, Tim Tapp, coming to you from historic Roan County, Tennessee, and so very glad to have you along for the ride. A special shout-out to those of you that are listening to the rebroadcast over on the Vera Networks, and, of course, Thank you so much, regardless of where you're listening from, as I do greatly appreciate it. Okay, so the date of the broadcast, as this recording's being made, uh, for those of you that are hearing it at a later date, just so happens to be January 16th, 2024, meaning that yesterday was the Iowa caucus. Woo! And you've probably already been oversaturated with coverage from it, so... I've got a few things to say, but I'll keep it brief. No reason to go into it in any great deal, mostly because not really any surprises. But it's important. It happened. We should talk about it a little. Before we do that, though, want to 
again, thank everybody for the well wishes. Uh, once you guys realized that I was under the weather, uh, Friday continued to be uh, <laughs> into Sunday. Uh, had a lot of well wishes via social media, so thank you guys so much for that. I am starting to feel better, but uh, see, the funny thing is, we've been pretty much snowed in since Monday. Uh, and for a lot of folks in the country, that's kind of not a thing that uh, you're not aware of. It's happening in large sections of the country. But, uh, you know, it is a bigger deal down here in the south because we just don't get it that often. Uh, love it. It's beautiful. But now it's starting to become an inconvenience. <laughs> it's like, come snow, look pretty, let us play for a minute, and then get on out of here. That, that's the general attitude. But I do have to say that a couple of things have been pretty handy over the last few days. Uh, hasn't exactly been life-saving, uh, thankfully. Didn't get that serious, at least it hasn't at this point. But it has been very useful. I'm talking about some preparedness products that I happen to have thanks to my friends over at Four Patriots. Yes, we have uh, used on a couple of occasions an actual regular use, the Patriot Power Sidekick that I have. And I really, really wished that I had the Patriot Power Generator 2000X handy. I don't have one of those yet, but uh, you better believe I'll be getting one. And now, unfortunately for me, I'm going to have to practically start from scratch building up my supply of the best-selling survival food kits from Four Patriots. Because, again, any excuse to get into it, uh, my youngest daughter has taken full advantage and I was... Three different times I cut her back into the packaging. I'm just going to have to find a better hiding place. If you've seen any of the ads for the Four Patriots uh, Survival Food Kits, you might occasionally see one of the ads where they're leaving them in the totes and they're like stashing them out in the woods or something. I think I understand now why you see that as much as you do. They're hiding it to make sure nobody gets into it in the house. You've got to have a good hiding place for this stuff. It just tastes that good. Anyway, that does lead me to asking the question that's very important. And you don't have to be honest with me. Be honest with yourself. When things go sideways, will you be prepared? And if the answer is yes, again, I'm going to say great. I'm glad to hear that. So then my next question to you, how about the other people in your life that you care about? Uh, are the people that you love and care about going to be prepared? Uh, if they're not, and then maybe you've already spent time at Four Patriots, but maybe you should share the Four Patriots experience with those people. Uh, after all, you've got a lot of good reasons to be concerned about the possibility of having to go without electricity for an extended period of time. And definitely don't want to have to go without food. So let me once again remind you that the folks over at Four Patriots have set up a very special page just for us, for the, for the people that are part of this show. If you're a listener of Tapping to the Truth, then you get to visit fourpatriots.com backslash T-A-P-P. And when you do that, it takes you straight to this week's discounts and deals. Now, it's a great place to start your experience 
of learning how to build up a preparedness plan of getting products that you're going to need and be able to use things that will be handy in situations like, I don't know, being snowed in for two or three days, or maybe something more serious for longer. Regardless of all that, just remember, it's okay to share that website with those people you care about that maybe, maybe they're not listeners to the show. Maybe you can share the show as well, but go ahead and share the site. That's the number four patriots.com backslash T-A-P-P. You go there and you'll start off with those great deals, but you can still shop the rest of the site from there and see all the cool things they've got. So one last time, that's the number four, fourpatriots.com backslash T-A-P-P. And uh, just go there right away. That's that's it for the sales pitch on that one. Now, uh, Iowa. Okay, what is there to say about Iowa except, wow. I mean, the polls told us it was going to happen. We don't put a whole lot of faith in polls. Uh, Certainly don't put a lot of faith in exiting polls. We know people like to troll the poll takers sometimes. Uh, In other occasions, they like to just misdirect or give misinformation to the mainstream legacy media types that are trying to make projections. But the polls, they pretty much played out the way we were expecting. A slight surprise in so much that Ron DeSantis really outperformed. Although uh, we've had folks on here talking about that really massive and impressive ground game that the DeSantis campaign had in Iowa. So there was some real thought that that Ron DeSantis would be able to not only pick up the more ground than they expected, which he clearly did, but maybe even pick up some unexpected ground on the Donald. And clearly that part didn't happen. And Nikki Haley's surging momentum uh, kind of fell flat, although she's still in a very strong position as far as third place and with the next couple upcoming everybody's already turned their attention to new hampshire she is projected to do well there a strong finish where maybe she finishes within striking distance of donald trump's numbers which that's kind of where the polls are leading there she could end up propelling herself into a strong second place by the time they're done with south carolina nikki haley's home state then again, if Ron DeSantis shows up and does well, which he's actually projected to do well, just not better than Nikki, um, the battle for second place could get real interesting about that time. Although I really think it's probably going to be settled by New Hampshire, to be honest. Of course, it's not going to matter unless something drastic happens that prevents the heir apparent, the presumptive nominee, Donald Trump from being able to actually run. And it would be something drastic. It would be something where the party itself would have to say, well, you've got this conviction now. It would have to be something like, and I don't see that happening per se, but the fact that it could happen still is looming large in the background. And you need to at least have that in mind, especially if you're somebody that is a full-blown Trump supporter, because you need to start pushing out your support now 
to a level, to a degree, to the right people at the RNC so that they understand that Trump is your guy regardless. It's ride or die. Because the party may not feel that way if things continue down the lawfare path that's currently ongoing. Now, for better or for worse, for right or wrong. And I certainly hope that the party will stand strong with Trump and that we'll move forward together. I suspect that's how this is going to play out. But uh, a hat tip to Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, who bowed out officially after the races were called and threw all of his support behind Trump, full endorsed him. Not a surprise there either, really. In fact, the bigger surprise may have been that he didn't drop out just before, but I think that probably had a lot to do with, you know, the the talk from a lot of the pundits and, and people like myself as well that really kind of questioned whether or not Vivek was really running in an effort to be president this time, or if it was an effort to try to get a spot in the administration, running to get his name out there for some future run where he might have a chance, or Maybe just to try to get a position where he gets to make the rounds on television. Maybe even get his own show. So I think with that in mind, he kind of had to at least play out Iowa so that he could still turn around and continue to hold the contention that, no, that was never what I was up to. That's never what I was really into. So here we go. Donald Trump uh, crushes it even Harder than we expected, but we expected a blowout win, and we he got it. Uh, DeSantis finishes second, picked up some ground, but that was to be expected with the ground game he had. And Nikki Haley's momentum seems to have been in the minds and the hearts of the campaign workers and the minds of the media more than what the ground game in Iowa showed. That, that still still sets up something interesting for New Hampshire. We'll, we'll watch that one as well. We've only got about a week to wait for that one, so we'll see how things play out. Now, there is one little thing that I think is worth discussing before we just kind of gloss over and move forward, and that is the fact that there was more than one mainstream legacy media outlet that had called the caucus for Trump before the voting was done. And in fact, in some of the counties, in some of the the places where the, the caucus was taking place, the voting hadn't even started. Now, there's been some well, I, I will diplomatically refer to it as discussion, particularly from the DeSantis camp, but also from the Haley camp, about how that may have changed some of those second and third place votes, how it affected the outcome. And under normal circumstances, I would say that as widespread, as decisive as this win was for Donald Trump, that Realistically, they're whining over nothing. But, number one, this is a race where second place is going to matter deep into the primary. 
It's going to. For better or for worse, like it or not, like I said, as long as the lawfare is being used against Donald Trump, anything could happen between now and the convention. So second place is important. And if you're messing with the numbers as far as who does come in second and what those percentages was and how many delegates you ended up taking from Iowa, then you did engage in election interference. That's There's no question about it. There's no debate about it. The long and short is it is an obvious clear-cut case of election interference. Secondly, I would think that a lot of people, the Iowans in particular, would feel somehow slighted by the fact that the race was being called before votes were even being cast. I mean, this this is a situation where the entirety of the populace that is voting for Donald Trump should also be questioning what happened here. Sure, your guy won, all right? Orange man bad comes along, eats some uh, children, kicks a few uh, puppies, and just blows over the competition. But is this a case of election interference pro-Trump? Again, they want him to be the nominee, and they have no qualms about the fact that they do not want him to be the next president of the United States. So they're trying to set him up to be the nominee. And I'm not saying that this won't turn around to bite them on the butt. I'm not saying that this is something you need to be overly concerned about the outcomes, but you should be prepared for some new level of shenanigan that they already have in play, other than the story that's been going around for a few days about how the deep states prepared a military coup against Donald Trump in the event that he should be re-elected as president. Uh, so, and you know, I don't put that past them, but the fact that they would get together and do this, that tells you the type of people he's up against. So just be aware, if the media is all in on a Trump candidacy for the Republican side again, it's because they th- either think they can beat him legitimately or because they know they have all the elements in place to illegitimately beat him. So we just have to be prepared. And when I say prepared, I mean ready for their shenanigans. I don't mean anything more insurrectiony, if you get what I'm saying to say. All right. So anyway, there's that. And, and it is upsetting. I, 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 it does bother me that they called it so quickly because Realistically, all they had to go on was exiting data and the polls that they had already taken. And the thing about Iowa is it's very traditionally uh, managed to have an actual caucus night surprise or two in comparison to what we thought was going to happen going in. Anyway, I've already talked way too long about this, so let's move on to the next topic while I still have a few moments. This is kind of an important story, and it's a continuing story. But the Biden administration, as I'm sure you've heard by now, made claims that the state of Texas prevented 
federal border patrol agents from trying to rescue three migrants who drowned in in the river of the southern border. This claim, however, of which they've already sent cease and desist orders, and they're trying to take Texas back to court, and they've already won in court a couple of times, and Texas is still saying, okay, well, we're going to appeal, and we're going to do this, and until things are settled, we're not changing what we're doing. In fact, they're under multiple court orders to remove the big floating barriers that they put out, and they still haven't done that. They've moved their locations, but they haven't withdrawn them. Texas is sticking to the guns here. Governor Abbott, who still takes a lot of heat from diehard conservatives in Texas, is standing up and doing the right thing, at least on this particular issue. But the new twist, if you haven't heard yet, was the fact that the Biden administration's claim that Texas got in their way that wouldn't grant them access to the park, well, that's been kind of undermined now by their own Department of Justice. Now, the allegations from the Biden Department of Homeland Security said that the Border Patrol agents that were responding to a distress call from the Mexican government, uh, gee, guys, why didn't the Mexican government just stop these migrants from getting in the river in the first place? But I digress. They claimed that they were responding to this distress call and that they were physically barred by Texas officials from entering the area. The DHS spokesperson went on to call Texas, quote, cruel, dangerous, and inhumane. Well, I would say at that point that the inhumane thing is just freely allowing these people to believe that if they make it across the border, then all they'll have to do is say, I'm seeking asylum, and then they're free to enter the country. These people would not be drowning in the Rio Grande or any other river, lake, or waterish body trying to get into the United States if they didn't have the firm belief that the Biden administration was going to welcome them with open arms, was going to treat them better than they do American citizens, that they weren't going to put these illegal migrants at the front of the line to receive more benefits than they're willing to offer our freaking veterans who are in various conditions of health and safety and housed, are unhoused veterans, as the left likes to use the terminology. Yeah, let's, let's just completely ignore the fact that we have people that are already American citizens who should be the top priority of the Biden administration and any other administration. It's, that's their freaking jobs. And to respond to a distress call from the Mexican government, why didn't the Mexican government respond and just take care of it? Why didn't they keep them from getting in the water in the first place? How about this? How about we not have a woman and two children in the freaking river in the first place? Watch well, them. You're you're sounding not particularly compassionate. Well, you know what? I I do stop having a certain amount of compassion when these people are committing a criminal event because that's why we call it illegal migration. They're committing a crime, regardless of what the reason for it, and the only reason they think they can accomplish this goal is because we have idiots in D.C. that won't do their jobs.
And then they scratch their head and wonder why the uh, Republicans in the House are trying to impeach them. Anyway, despite this attack, which is really just posturing and more fodder for their lawsuit because they think somehow they're just going to keep going to federal court and that at some point the state of Texas is going to finally just say, hey, you know what? We were wrong. We're just going to get out of your way and let you start cutting down all of our razor wire again anyway. But uh, the thing was, the administration's own accounting of the incident by the Justice Department, well, that kind of makes it clear that the allegations against Texas authorities, well, were a lie. The DOJ states that at 9 p.m. of January 12th, the Mexican government informed Border Patrol that three migrants, two children and one woman, had drowned at 8 p.m. Border Patrol informed the Texas Military Department of the drowning over an hour after it had occurred. The allegation came days after the state of Texas took control of a park in Eagle Pass, that was previously used by members of Border Patrol to process illegal immigrants, as they like to call them. Uh, they're not immigrants. Immigration is a legal uh, activity. They were illegal migrants. They were just migrating from one point to another. But Border Patrol was using Eagle Pass, this particular park, to process these migrants before releasing them into the interior of the country. The takeover is part of an ongoing feud between Texas and the federal government, with the two locked in legal battles over the federal government's decision to cut razor wire placed on the border by the state. The Texas Military Department also addressed the claim directly, saying, quote, At no time did TMD security personnel along the river observed any distressed migrant, nor did TMD turn back any illegal immigrants from the U.S. during this period. Now again, I'm quoting, which is the only reason I'm still saying immigrants there. We all know they're migrants. <coughs> Other migrants who struggled as they attempted to cross the Rio Grande into the United States were rescued by the Mexican government, about 45 minutes after Border Patrol made Texas authorities aware of the situation. That's according to Greg Abbott's office. U.S. Representative Henry Culler, Democrat from Texas, seized on the drowning to blast the state of Texas for defending its borders, arguing that it, quote, bears responsibility for the deaths. But again, uh, according to the Department of Justice, it was the feds who were notified an hour after the event by the Mexican government, and the feds then notified the Texas military group that uh, are there monitoring the border. So it was well over an hour after the event had occurred before the were So clearly, clearly, no one from the state of Texas could have prevented anyone from the Border Patrol from trying to render aid. So they didn't even know about it. 
nobody from the Border Patrol knew about it for an hour. For an hour. Now, Texas' decision to secure its border, it's because the United States faces an unprecedented surge of illegal aliens with over 10 million crossing the border since one Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. took office. Over 10 million. And we don't know how many over. The increased figures include a record-breaking number of Chinese nationals and a 1,000% increase in illegal migration from Afghanistan, Ethiopia, and the Dominican Republic, among other countries with less than hospitable political views, uh, not allies of the United States. You, you picking up what I'm throwing down? The previous monthly record for southern border encounters was just broken in November when just under a quarter of a million migrants were encountered. And again, that's according to DHS statistics. Their numbers, not some random conservative trying to make a inflated case. This is their numbers. This is most likely deflated numbers if they're still trying to cover their own backsides. A total of 308,728 encounters were reported by Customs and Border Patrols nationwide during the month of November. DHS has yet to release statistics for December, but the reported number of encounters at the southern border was well over 300,000. So what does this tell you? Well... What it should tell you is clearly the Biden administration wants to cover up what's going on there, and they don't like Texas taking steps because if Texas is successful at slowing the illegal border crossings there, then that sets the stage for Arizona and maybe even California at some point to to emulate what they're doing, to make those changes, and start to fix things. And if the illegal migrants start realizing that they're not going to just get a free pass anymore, that alone will be enough to start slowing down their efforts. All right, it is, well, it's really past time for us to have started the mid-hour break, so let's go ahead and do that right after I give you some good news. Our friends over at Banish Holsters decided to extend their incredible holiday promotion. Uh, in case you missed a few shows, or maybe you've forgotten that holiday promotion, it was a banger. See, if you bought one of their ultra-comfortable holsters at a discount, discount that you get automatically applied if you go to www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. You do the backslash T-A-P-P, you get that discount automatic. Bam, there you go. But with the order, uh, this special deal that they've extended, yeah, you buy one at that discounted price, and then you can get a second one for half off that already low discounted price. Perfect if you want to own one, and then maybe give one to a friend or a family member that you know needs it, or you know what, you you might just want to hang on to it and have an extra backup for yourself. Uh, either one's fine. 
as I've said a million times at this point, guys, I promise you, you're going to love this holster. You're going to love it more than any other holster that you've ever had. And the reason is because you can use it to carry almost any gun that you own in absolute comfort. So comfortable, in fact, that you'll forget you're even wearing it. That's a big part of the reason why they call it the Vanish holster. This revolutionary holster fits 99% of all semi-automatic handguns. It works without a tactical belt. It lets you carry in multiple positions. And it lets you conceal two fully loaded magazines just in case you need to do a quick reload. All that is still not even the best part. Because the best part is that it comes with a money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it as much as I think you will... You can get all your money back with their hassle-free return policy. You're not going to end up in a bad situation here. It's win-win. Vanish will be looking to launch their next promotion soon. So this deal is not going to last for very long. Don't hesitate. Don't procrastinate. Take advantage of it while it can. Because you know as well as I do, we look around and we see that criminals are more emboldened than ever. And that the threat of terrorism on American soil is looming larger than it has in decades. The last thing you want to do is make the mistake of not being armed just because your holster is uncomfortable. So one more time, go to www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. Go ahead and do that right now so you can have a holster that makes it a pleasure to carry all day, every day. That's www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. You're listening to Tap Into The Truth. Hey, Joe. They say building back better make America great. If that's a wave of the future, all I've got to say. Stick your progress where the sun don't shine. Keep your big mess away from me and mine. If you leave us alone, well, we'd all be just fine. Make America Great Again known as MAGA, is a noble cause. But unless we the people make excellence great again, our republic's best days will only remain a fond memory. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's Face from the Edwards Notebook brought to you by Constitutional Grounds Coffee, there was a time in our republic when Americans took pride in a job well done. No matter what the job, career, or entrepreneurial venture, excellence of results was expected and demanded. Excellence was taught from Christian pulpits and Jewish synagogues from the biblical chapters in Proverbs. Parents taught their children to seek to be excellent in all they do, whether it was schoolwork, household chores, etc. So long as the principle of excellence, along with high moral standards, were passed down to each succeeding generation, America was great. Because through excellence, along with high moral standards, our republic maintained her one-time position as the envy of the world and one nation under God. So yes, America can be great again, but only if we the people are willing to work to reestablish the standard of excellence. Let us make excellence great again, and then America will truly be great again. I'm Ron Edwards. 
Join me live weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 Pacific, to find out where. Go to theronedwards.com. When I invented my pillow, my passion was to help each and every one of you. And 20 years later, all of your support is what keeps us going. Because of you, we've been able to create thousands of USA jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever. To thank you, my employees and I are bringing you a limited edition my pillow. The Giza Elegance My Pillow is made with my patented adjustable fill, the most amazing cotton, and a two-inch pipe gusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code TAPP or call 1-800-659-9936. That's MyPillow.com with promo code TAPP. Use your promo code to get your limited edition 20th anniversary MyPillow queen size. Retails for $69.98, now only $19.98. That's right, get a queen size MyPillow for only $19.98. From all of us here at MyPillow... Constitutional Grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to BlueRidgeCoffeeCrafters.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds coffee display to make your purchase and to be sure to use the RE10 promo code and you will receive a 10% discount. Remember... Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Hi, this is Matt Fitzgibbons at PatriotMusic.com. If you share my passion for the simple but timeless principles that made our republic great and you like rock music, check out my five albums and videos on American history at PatriotMusic.com. You say gun control is using both hands. I've got to be free the way God made Hey, Jared, what's up? Well, my company gave me this Pride T-shirt. They say I gotta wear it to celebrate the LGBTQ. That's not really my thing, and, well, I sure as hell don't want to promote it. Yeah, I can understand that. What are you gonna do? I don't know. I'm just tired of all this woke bullshit. I mean, I've worked 20 years for this company. Well, they've been great until they started all this crap. I just want a job where I'm not forced to support all this nonsense. Yep, I hear you. I'm Andrew Krabschett, CEO of RedBalloon.Work, America's woke-free job board. We connect good employees with great companies without all that woke bullshit. So if you're an employee who's tired of all the nonsense, then put your resume on Red Balloon. And if you're an employer looking for hardworking, reliable job seekers, then post your open jobs at RedBalloon.Work. I'm Andrew Krabschett. Wait, no, it's okay, guys. That's just my last name. I'm Andrew Krabschatz from RedBalloon.Work. Check us out today. So I'll say this. The president has been very clear, you know. As you know, the president has been very clear, very clear, very, very clear. We need more money to plan for the second pandemic. He's been very clear. There's going to be another pandemic. The president is doing what the president is. Your, the president is. That's why I and so damn many other people I grew up have cancer. These are items that the president has been very clear on. Oh, end of quote. Repeat the line. And so the president has been very clear. The president has been very clear. I was going to put him in uh, foot, foot, excuse me. The president has been very clear. Like, 
a billion, 200 million. 737,000, Very, very clear. All you got to do is look what is being played on, played the, 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 this morning. Look, the president has been very clear. But is he going to specify exactly? No, but he has. The best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to, anyway. Matt Fitzgibbons from PatriotMusic.com, and you're listening to Tim Tap and Tap into the Truth. Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, a storm is coming, it's brewing, it's going to be something spectacular, a reckoning for those who've done wrong. Kind of almost feel bad for some of the folks, but they do kind of have it coming. All right, before we get back to the next segment of today's show, I want to ask you if you've been thinking about adding gold or silver to your portfolio, you know, as a way of hedging inflation, uh, a way of protecting your wealth. Uh, maybe, maybe you need a little more information, a way of helping to understand how physical gold can help you to diversify that way. So whether you've been thinking about it or if you just want to learn a little more about it, I highly recommend you call the folks that I trust and use, the premier conservative gold company, Harvard Gold Group. They're five-star rated across the board by the Better Business Bureau. They make it easy to buy and sell. They've got low price guarantees, and they offer promotional gold and silver with qualifying purchases that can be up to as much as $15,000 worth. Again, worth giving them a call just to find out what it takes to qualify for that level of investment. Anyway, whether you want to protect your retirement accounts or just have gold in hand, call Harvard Gold Group right now at 844-977-GOLD. That's 844-977-4653. Or you can give them a visit at the harvardgoldgroup.com. Just make sure that you either use promo code TAP if you go online or that you mentioned this show, tap into the truth, or just tap, or you can use T-A-P-P if that's what you need to do. If you give them a call, because they're supposed to ask you how you heard about them, and I suspect they will, but even if they don't, be sure to throw that in. Let them know that you heard about it from here, because if you do that, that will entitle you to an additional $250 of promotional gold or silver on top of any other promotional items that you're taking advantage of. So, the only thing you really need to remember there is use the promo code and understand that still comes with a qualifying purchase, right? So, again, that's 844-977-GOLD, 844-977-4653, or harvardgoldgroup.com. Just don't forget, mention my name. 
<laughs> All right. Speaking of a storm coming, one first son, as they've taken to calling him, it seems like a weird thing to call somebody, uh, goes by the name of Hunter. Yes, Hunter is the prey now. Uh, he's, again, got a reckoning coming his way as well. Evidently, there was a court filing trying to get the gun charges against him dismissed. Well, special counsel David Weiss, or at least someone from his office, just really raked Hunter Biden over the coals in a statement, shredding the president's son, basically for attempting to get these charges dismissed. Because here's the thing. The filing came in response to a motion that Biden's team had filed last month claiming that it was Hunter that was the victim, a terrible, terrible victim. See, he was facing what he was describing as a selective and vindictive prosecution that was politically motivated. Um, I would like to present to the court Exhibit A, the first attempt at cutting a deal, uh, one that would have only held him accountable on the gun charges and one that would have been made to go away. That that doesn't sound like selective and vindictive prosecution. In fact, it sounds like selective and non-prosecutive at all. It was an unconstitutional, unprecedented deal attempt. And it was only blown up because a good judge was looking at this and realized that no court in the country has the authority to have approved and went along with this deal because they don't have the power to prevent future prosecutions. They just don't. You, you can prevent any future prosecutions on the criminal activity that you are adjudicating at that moment, but if it's not part of the adjudication, they don't have the authority to say, okay, well, now you have immunity from anything else that comes from any other investigations. They just can't. Didn't keep them from trying to push that deal. Didn't keep them from trying to make it happen. But, of course, that in Hunter's mind now represents a selective and vindictive, politically motivated persecution. Well, Weiss wrote in this filing that he presented this week, quote, The charges in this case are not trumped up or because of former President Trump. They are instead a result of the defendant's own choices and were brought in spite of, not because of, any outside noise made by politicians. I tend to think that that's probably not necessarily the case. We all know it was the public that found out this deal and kind of made it impossible for you not to move forward with some type of of prosecution, considering the fact that he clearly had violated multiple laws. The gun laws is a big deal. The tax evasion is a bigger deal. And they've managed to handle that so that the worst and most interesting parts of the tax evasion 
case that's been brought against him, the stuff that would have led back directly to Joe Biden, well, they managed to to dally about until the statute of limitations had expired there. But now it seems Hunter will have to stand alone. Hunter Biden's team argued that Weiss buckled under political pressure from former President Trump, who appointed Mr. Weiss, Mr. Weiss, extremist House Republicans, and the far-right media. Excuse me, where exactly is this far-right media? Because unless you're talking about alternative media, unless you're talking about shows that are podcast and on independent radio because the rules that are so strictly enforced on mainstream media outlets won't let an honest commentator go full blast. They may feel like extremist far-right media, but they don't get to express themselves. So uh, who... What what show uh, is Ron Edwards exerting the kind of pressure on Mr. Weiss that created this situation? I know it certainly wasn't me. Uh, he's never took my calls. Was it uh, Ann Ubellis? I don't know. Maybe Rod Eccles. I, I'm trying to Don Smith. Maybe who? who t- tell me the name of the far right extremists. Which, by the way, these guys. <laughs> aren't extremists. They're just smart. So I fired back in this filing to this, I guess, accusation that uh, Weiss had buckled under political pressure. He fired back saying that Hunter Biden produces no evidence to support his allegations that the executive branch, led by his father, led by Hunter Biden's father, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., and its Justice Department, led by the Attorney General appointed by his father, one meritless Garland, authorized prosecution by the United States Attorney and Special Counsel of their choosing for an improper political purpose. (laughs) Now, I I get it. I love the fact that he pointed this out. I I do think that Weiss was trying to do his job previously and pressure abound that prevented it. And I think he has a special disdain for Hunter. And it's understandable why. I mean, he's been a dirtbag almost his entire life. And I don't say that because of the drug use. Anybody can develop a problem, all right? I'm not giving him a free pass on it. There's lots of reasons why he should have known better. He could be held accountable just the same as anybody else would. But he's a dirtbag because the way he's always treated women, the relationships that he has with women, the fact that he has a daughter, in Arkansas, that he won't even let have his last name. The fact that this gun charge is a direct result that came about uh, from a situation involving an attempt at a cover-up by the FBI and by other various U.S. 
governmental agencies to protect Joe Biden when they found out that he had dumped this gun. Technically, Hunter's brother's, the dead brother, Hunter's brother's widow, who then became his girlfriend, dumped it because she didn't like how he was when he got high. He had the gun while he was getting high. These are important bits of information that you're certainly not going to hear from the Hunter Biden defense team. Because these are actions that are indefensible. And these are the actions that have made him a lifelong dirtbag. But I do love the fact that he recommends that Hunter go on the record again. Are you actually suggesting that your dad and his attorney general were involved in improper political... (laughs) Anyway. White's called Hunter Biden's attempt to dismiss the charges as absurd, saying that his motion to dismiss was stunningly weak and wholly unsupported by facts and law. Then we get a little bit of a bombshell, something that makes it seem even more dangerous, even more likely that he should be convicted that there should be no quarter given. Because he said that the special counsel noted that Hunter Biden helped prosecutors in their case against him by giving them evidence after he knew that he was under investigation. Quoting here, after the defendant announced his awareness of a federal investigation of him in 2020, the defendant chose to author and sell a book in 2021 in which he made countless incriminating statements about his years-long drug use, including during the time period he purchased and possessed the gun. That's not the bombshell part yet. The bombshell part is what happened next. Weiss went even further noting that investigators, and here's the quote, literally found drugs on the pouch where Hunter Biden kept his gun. Literally found drugs. In 2023, FBI investigators pulled sealed evidence from the state police vault to take photographs of the defendant's firearm. After opening the evidence, FBI investigators observed a white powdery substance on the defendant's brown leather pouch that had held the defendant's firearm in October of 2018. Based on their training and experience, investigators believed that this substance was likely cocaine and that this evidence would corroborate the messages that investigators had obtained, which showed that the defendant was buying and using drugs in October of 2018. An FBI chemist subsequently analyzed the residue and determined that it was, in fact, cocaine. To be clear, investigators literally found drugs on the pouch where the defendant, one Hunter Biden, had kept his gun. He found the drugs on the gun. 
on the gun. Right there. Boom. On the pouch. Holding the gun. A pouch he would not have had if he didn't illegally have a gun. He lied on the license agreement, but he also... When you, when you do the application to get your carry permit, when you fill out the application to purchase the firearm, this was the application to just purchase the firearm. You had to pass the background check, and he lied on it. That is a federal crime. Now, you can make arguments about how strictly or how often it's enforced or how often it leads to jail time. But the fact of the matter is that it is still a criminal offense and it is a federal crime. Now, he should be held accountable. Should it be worse than what anybody else normally would get? No, it should not be. As much as I dislike Hunter Biden and as much as I would definitely tell you the scumbag, he's done worse things in his life and he should be held accountable for those things too. I know that at some point... He will be standing in judgment, not by a human court, but in the afterlife. And there's not going to be any getting off the hook there. There's not going to be any fancy legal meanderings and meanglings. He's going to have to answer for what he's done wrong. And when that day comes, I will pray for him. But he... He's not deserving of mercy. But he's also not deserving of being treated any differently than others have been, should be, and would have been treated. I remember making a similar argument not too long ago when Dinesh D'Souza was being overcharged and overpunished for a crime that is insignificant in the grand scheme of things. Oh, you gave too much donations to the Trump campaign. Well, he faced over-punishment because it was for and on behalf of Donald John Trump. Did he commit the crime? Yes. He even admitted to it once he realized what it was. It's like, okay, yeah, I did do that didn't realize that that wasn't allowable because he had other people who told them they do it all the time. Have other people been charged with the crime? Yes. Did they spend time in prison? Most of them never spent time in prison if you're convicted of the crime. Dinesh did. Thank goodness it's over. Same thing here. What's the legitimate crime? He should face the legitimate punishments that normally come with the crimes he's being charged with. And the fact that these tax evasion charges carry much more serious prison uh, <laughs> punishment, much more serious punishments altogether, I'll stand by that statement. I expect to see those convictions happen, too. We'll see what happens. All right. Uh, that's going to have to be it for our number one. Let's reset, and we'll come back right after this very brief break. She was from a blue state clan, taught to praise the little man. 
told that unions saved the working class. He was raised a red state son to love the flag and own a gun. Warned about the greed within the mass. They met beneath the moonlit sky, a college party, drunk and high. And when they had degrees, they said their vows. He couldn't say when. Tim Tap at Tap Into the Truth. Use them any way you can. I know you won't break the rules. There aren't any. <laughs> I sure wish there were at least a few. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for being here as we slide headlong into hour number two of today's broadcast of Tapping to the Truth. Glad to have you here. Thank you so much. Uh, as always, I appreciate you being here. And uh, we are... We're talking about... Various topics today that, you know, it, it seems really, really important, and it seems like we're really, really distracted. Uh, part of what we've got to learn to get past is this distraction of popularity stuff, or one of the major topics a lot of people were talking about today was Pat McAfee and whether or not his show is going to survive a full year because of some controversy that's popped up between Jimmy Kimmel and ABC, and uh, he works on ESPN that's owned by Disney that's, uh, you know, all this crazy stuff, and a certain other former Green Bay quarterback who is in a beef with Kimmel, and seems like Pat McAfee ended up in the middle of it somehow and got a little spineless too, but, you know, he knows what where the bread is buttered, I suppose. <clears throat> But you see, that's distraction. It's entertaining conversation. It's, it's juicy, gossipy kind of conversation. And, you know, all in all, I, I kind of like Pat McAfee. His antics are, are funny. Uh, he's a bit of a goofball sometimes. And I certainly don't mean to sound like I'm attacking him, but uh, it does feel like he ought to stand a little more on the principle. And if chips fall where they fall... Uh, I mean, what's the worst that can happen, Pat? You lose that nice contract, I'm sure you can find work somewhere else. You built a brand for yourself, all right? <laughs> anyway, uh, that's just a side noise, though. It's just side noise. Let's look at some more serious concerns right after I ask you a very serious question. That, of course, being that when things go sideways... Are you going to be prepared? Are you prepared now? If not, I think I got an idea of how to help. I want you to, to visit 4patriots.com backslash TAPP. See, that's a special page that's been set aside for listeners of this show. 
It'll take you directly to this week's discounts and deals. It's a great place to start your shopping visit. But it's also a really good way to let them know that I sent you. So even if you've been twice this week and decided there's nothing on the discount page that you haven't already stocked up on, or maybe you have enough of already, whatever it is, and then you want to visit the rest of the site, maybe you want to go ahead and and order a Patriot Power Generator 2000X, well, you can still get there. In fact, last time I visited forpatriots.com backslash T-A-P-P, this is the Patriot Power Generator 2000X was on there. So they were running a deal that week. Need to check it out right now. But anyway, you get a great starting place and you got everything from the big generators that operate with solar power and are expandable to the best-selling survival food kits that are delicious and designed to last up to 25 years. Some of the kits even have real meat in them. They have great desserts. They're going to keep you going when nothing else will. And if the power does go out and you don't have yourself one of their solar generators, well, as long as you've got the survival food, you're good. All you have to do is boil water over a fire, simmer, serve. You'll enjoy a hot meal and you'll stay safe in a crisis. But you need to hurry because the deals change frequently. Some of the items on the page are items that are getting low in inventory. So they may be disappearing. You may not get another chance to get these items for a while. So if you procrastinate, you may really, really end up hurting yourself. You need to get some preparedness products that you can use right now that could save your life later. They've got you covered. Just quick visit, see everything you're going to kind of love the fact that you invested in being prepared. I'll tell you that much. One last time, that's the number four, fourpatriots.com backslash T-A-P-P. All right, so here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get into our number two. President Biden's administration is now hinting. They've telegraphed. Therefore, they are expected to redesignate the Houthis. You know, that Iranian-backed terrorist group based in Yemen. They're, they're about to redesignate them as an official terrorist group after they had removed the group from the official list just right after Biden took office. Now, now I'll save my commenting to later. Let's look a little deeper at the article. The Associated Press reported that the announcement is expected to come as soon as Wednesday. And that it comes after the terrorist group has launched dozens of attacks on merchant vessels over the last couple of months. The U.S. recently started launching airstrikes against the terror group in response to their disruption of global trade in the Red Sea. Late last week, Biden called the group a terrorist organization. Uh, a quote here from White House National Security Council spokesperson John Kirby, when he spoke with reporters, said nothing to update yet on the FTO's designation. 
We're still in the process of reviewing it. So he said that on Tuesday. That may very well change by Wednesday. We'll see. I Part of me wonders whether or not this is all still part of some grand political theater to try to look like they're hitting back some world stage foreign craft uh, virtue signal. See, we can be tough against the bad guys. But part of me also wonders, what's the holdup? I mean, why did you take the Houthis off the terrorist list in the first place? They were still actively engaged as rebels in Yemen, and they now control almost the entirety of northern Yemen, and they're still trying to push further, and they're fighting a proxy war on behalf of Iran, attacking Saudi Arabia. Their efforts to muck up things in the Red Sea has only gotten our attention because some of the ships moving back and forth that have been affected were either flying under uh, one of our flags or they were flying under some other nation's flag, but they were carrying products and goods that were intended to make their way to the U.S. The fact that Iran is behind them, does that have anything to do with their instant removal and their reluctance to put them back on the list? While they telegraphed these first uh, raids that they made against them, so that we'd be hitting empty warehouses again. Oh, we messed up some of their staging areas. Did you kill any Houthi rebels? Did you kill any pirates? Well, not in the airstrikes. We sunk a couple of boats, though, when they tried to board. Okay, so you took out some pirates. Good. But did you send the strong enough message? Clearly not, because they fired a missile at one of our ships. So at some point, you're going to have to get serious about this, and you really need to be sending a strong message to Iran. Anyway, the U.S. launched airstrikes against the Houthis again on Thursday of last week, in coordination with the United Kingdom and with support from Australia, Canada, Netherlands, Bahrain, and uh, U.S. Central Command uh, basically gave us that list because they were wanting us to believe that they had built a coalition. Not exactly a very strong coalition because, again, ultra-leftist politicians who often tend to end up in the Democratic Party here in the States and in the Labor Party in the U.K., Politicians on both sides of the pond came forward and behaved as if this attack was illegal, that we had failed to follow our constitutional requirements to inform Congress when it came over here, and a similar accusation was made in the UK even more recently, that uh, they should have been informed, they should have been in the loop, they should have had the opportunity to to vote about it, blah, 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 yakety smackety. But this is simply a policing action uh, trying to repel pirates. And in, in accordance with the War Powers Act, which, again, I point out Democrats uh, were very much in favor of War Powers Act when it's their guys in the White House, uh, they very rarely, if ever, even spoke up when Barack Hussein al-Awakbar Obama 
was dropping Hellfire missiles and sending drones to go blow up even American citizens uh, throughout the Middle East, left and right, whenever he felt like it. In fact, the media worked hard to try and keep that as quiet as they could. They didn't want it to be mainstream news. They didn't want the American public knowing that Barack Obama, while he was tough on terrorists, as long as they were the certain type of terrorist, he certainly didn't seem to want to deal with, you know, the notion of what due process might look like, considering that some of the people that he targeted and killed were American citizens. I don't like the failure to acknowledge due process. I do think there should be a mechanism in place that should you decide that you're going to conduct military actions against the United States, that you give up the protections of citizenship. But I still have major concerns that you make it too easy for our government to strip you of your citizenship. What's that going to do? They get to pretend as if due process has been done, and then they get to ignore all your rights of citizenship. <laughs> it could be a convoluted mess, right? So what are we talking about, really? We're talking about what they're claiming to be a multinational action that targeted radar systems and air defense systems and storage and launch sites for one-way attack, unmanned aerial systems, cruise missiles, ballistic missiles. These strikes have no association with and are separate from Operation Prosperity Guardian, a defensive coalition of over 20 countries operating in the Red Sea. Now, I, uh, I still have problems with the statement because at the end of the day, you, you want these people to believe who's there, but you have members of Operation Prosperity Guardi Guardian that don't want their name associated with these airstrikes against the Houthis. And why? Is it because some of them are local to the area and they don't want Iran targeting them next? At some point, we've got to realize that the balance of power is never going to be a peaceful balance as long as Iran is part of the equation. The nation as a whole, should she be turned back over to her people, would be fine. It's this current theocracy that is filled with a particular Islamic belief that it's their responsibility to help clear the way for the return of the 12th Imam. These people are Twelvers, boys and girls. And if you still don't know what that is, then clearly you haven't been paying attention when I've talked about it. You haven't been paying attention to anybody who's been in the counter-jihad movement for the last two decades. The Twelvers are the most dangerous lot because they believe that they literally have to wipe Israel and the United States off of the map. They believe it's their responsibility, their duty to do so. There's no reasoning with these people. There's no making sense out of... And there's no building a relationship of mutual benefit 
they want to kill us. Period. The only thing they respect is strength and power. But we have a serious situation that goes beyond just dealing with some barely armed rebels who suddenly had upticks in their technological capabilities, uh, suddenly started getting drones, uh, magically having clearly Iranian-built and designed weaponry. The issue is Iran. The issue is the Ayatollah, the Supreme Commander, Supreme Leader, whatever, all the mullahs, the terrorist organization that is their special guard the current Iranian government is the biggest threat to the world period not because they have the same power and economic strength that Russia or China may be flexing but because they're true believers Iran is still working full speed ahead to, to obtain nuclear weapons, and they now have allies that already have nuclear weapons and don't seem to have any compunctions against sharing that type of technology. They should, but like any good little communist, China, North Korea, and Russia, in, in all three cases, they don't understand the mindset of the true believer. They don't understand the mindset of a 12-er. They honestly think that they can still control them and manipulate them. And they're being manipulated by a small group that really doesn't have much power outside of the region. But they do have some control over natural, natural resources that both China and Russia want. They have certain access to influence far outside of their own borders, including militias operating in Iraq, uh, almost the entirety in the whole of Syria. Operational control, if they asked for it, over Hezbollah and Hamas. And a good deal of influence by virtue of being the benefactor for the Houthis. And these are just some of the players that they have influence with. It's by no means any kind of complete and total list but it still circles back around. It brings us back to the question, why did Joe Biden take the Houthis off of the terrorist list in the first place? Why are we now having to look at re-listing them when it's been clear that they never stopped being a terrorist organization? They never stopped at any point in time from behaving in terroristic ideas, a terroristic fashion, and their actions were extremely terroristic. So why'd Joe take them off the list? There's only one possible explanation, and that is an effort at appeasement to Iran. It certainly wasn't doing any favors 
for the folks of Yemen. There was no positives to be gained, no movement forward of the U.S. agenda, the Joe Biden agenda, where he seems to think that he wanted to get back into an Iran nuclear deal, which has been scoffed at by the Iranians since day one. Again, they at least had some level of respect for Barack Obama, even though they felt like they were playing him like a fiddle. They got everything that they wanted. They got all their money released back to them. They got pallets o cash, as you'll recall. And that's strangely enough about the time that suddenly the Houthis' technical capabilities shot through the roof. It's about the time that the Hamas terror tunnels went from being crude tunnels uh, being built slowly to modern marvels of engineering. And it's also the time when all of a sudden Hezbollah went from being a second-tier terrorist organization to being a top-tier damage-inducing terrorist organization their capabilities exceed what Hamas is capable of uh, tenfold. It's not a coincidence that those things occurred after pallets of cash were turned loose, just delivered via plane. Here you go, Ayatollah, here you go. Perhaps, perhaps, it's all about what can can't be done. And I want you to know that here in the United States, we have your money, but now you're going to have it back. All this crap. What is it? It's appeasement. And how well does appeasement work? When you're dealing with terrorists, it doesn't. <laughs> you just get played, and you get played, and you get played. And the naive, the naivety the naivete of the individuals that still want to hear the Biden administration's excuses and, and want to give them the benefit of the doubt is astounding because there's nobody left on the planet that's buying into the idea that appeasement's good. It never works. How could you think it's a good idea? Well, gee, Tim, I don't know. Uh, socialism never works either, but they seem to have sold a lot of people on that one, too. Yeah, I guess that's right. No shortage of people that want to believe that they're the good guys, want to believe that you can peacefully deal with all these others. And the worst aspect of this is a lot of these younger people that are supporting this kind of ideology, the, the idea of supporting appeasement, it comes solely from two places. Number one, that wonderful lack of life experience. And I say wonderful in this case because it allows you to still believe the best in people. You don't have to be super cynical about stuff, even though everybody around you is. But number two, due to that glorious lack of life experience, you're in the same position where you think that everyone else still basically thinks like you. These folks, the Houthi rebels, Hamas, Hezbollah, all the other various terrorist organizations in the region, 
the people that actually run the theocracy in Iran. These people do not think like you. They do not think like me. They don't have the same value for human life. They have value for their own life. That's why they're more than happy to send kids to the front line. Treat them as shields to use women and children and kidnap victims and rape victims. It's all part of their grand scheme to hide behind. Why do they do that? Because they don't think the same way we do. Their idea of what even constitutes morality falls in a very different place than our idea of morality. And I say that from the standpoint of Western civilization, which if you're living in a Western country right now, morality on a cultural level is way all over the place. It's a moving target. You're not likely to win a game of pin the tail on the donkey if you're trying to find where morality is on any given day. Now, if you're a God-fearing Christian, you know exactly where you stand. If you're some college student who's in their third year about to go into their senior year hoping to graduate with some, I don't know, some ridiculous degree that's completely made up by these DEI morons, it's just their minds have been warped. Their idea of morality is to let everybody else figure out their own morality. You can't even agree on what is right or wrong. There's, there is no definitive right or wrong. You can't say that there's even such a thing as an objective truth because that's a construct of the white patriarchy. It's racist and patriarchy at the same freaking time. When... It should be pretty straightforward. If you're kidnapping children and girls, you're the bad guy. If you're raping those girls, you're the bad guy. If you're murdering, decapitating, setting people on fire, shooting people in the head because they were trying to get their families to safety, you're the bad guy. And if you're supporting the bad guy, then you're a bad guy too. Hey, Bernie Sanders, I'm looking at you. Bernie up there trying to pass a bill to get a report on what Israel's doing so we can find out if American taxpayer dollars are going to commit human rights violations. Bernie. Bernie, you're supposed to be Jewish, Bernie. I would think that would buy at least enough goodwill towards Israel for you to take the time to go see what's, what's really happening instead of just marching goose step right alongside the squad. <sighs> the Houthis belong. Belong on the terrorist watch list. Having them anywhere else is absurd. They should have never been taken off. So, if they get put back on Wednesday, Thursday, next Friday, then good. It just means we finally return them where they belong. But don't you, not one single one of you, give any kind of kudos to Joe Biden or anyone in his administration for having done it. And I'm talking to all the lefties out there that have 
either listening to find out what crazy right-wing rants I have this week or accidentally found the show. Don't you give a single iota of credit to Joe Biden. Because Joe Biden should have never taken them off. Period. All right. Well, after that, I've got some good news for you. And it's something that you might want to take advantage of just because, well, we've got an open border and we probably have Houthis operating within the United States right now. The good news I was talking about, of course, is the fact that our friends at Vanish Holsters decided to extend their holiday promotion. Uh, you know, the one where you buy one of their ultra-comfortable holsters at a discount, and then you get a second one for half off that discounted price? It just so happens to be perfect if you want to own and, you know, use the world's most comfortable holster, and then maybe give one to a friend or a family member. Look, I promise that you're going to love the holster more than any other one that you have. And the reason is because you can carry almost any gun that you own in absolute comfort. It's so comfortable that you'll forget you're even wearing it. That's why they call it the Vanish Holster. This revolutionary holster fits 99% of all semi-automatic handguns. It works without a tactical belt. It lets you carry in multiple positions. And it also lets you conceal two fully loaded magazines, you know, just in case you need a quick reload. All that, and it's still not even got you to the best part yet. Because the best part is that it comes with a money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it as much as I think that you will, you can get all your money back with their hassle-free return policy. Talk about a win-win. Let's be real, guys. Based on what we're talking about with almost every story that goes by, we know what's going on out there. Criminals are more emboldened than ever, and the threat of terrorism on American soils looming larger than it has in decades. So, with all that happening, please don't make the mistake of not being armed just because your holster is uncomfortable. Go to www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P right now so that you can have that discount price automatically activated. That doesn't happen if you just go to Vanish.com, but if you go to VNSH.com backslash T-A-P-P, that discount is automatically activated, and you can still take full advantage of getting that second holster for half the price of the first discounted one. Man, just, just go check it out if you haven't already. Get yourself a holster that makes it a pleasure to carry all day, every day. Because right now, boys and girls, <laughs> if you're legally eligible to, you need to be prepared. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You're listening to Tap Into The Truth.
Is the United States fully operational as a sovereign, independent republic? Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, brought to you by Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Recently, a group of illegal border crossers from Venezuela felt bold enough to plant a Venezuelan flag on a small U.S. island in the Rio Grande River and then proceeded to march straight into the Eagle Pass area of Texas. The flag planting by the group of mostly Venezuelan illegals could have been driven by the recent declaration of the Joe Biden regime of massive amnesty for foreign nationals from Venezuela. Uncle Joe decided to allow hundreds of thousands of Venezuelans already in our country to live and work here at U.S. taxpayer expense, of course, for 18 months. The decision followed intense advocacy by top New York Democrats, including Governor Kathy Hochul and Mayor Eric Adams, who recently begged for $12 billion to help pay for the cost of illegals rapidly turning Manhattan into a dreaded island of doom. I don't know about you, my fellow Americans, but it seems as if the government has officially turned into a giant version of Nero, who fiddled while Rome burned the hands of barbarians. May God please save us. I'm Ron Edwards. Join me live weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 Pacific, to find out where. Go to theronedwards.com. When I invented my pillow, my passion was to help each and every one of you. And 20 years later, all of your support is what keeps us going. Because of you, we've been able to create thousands of USA jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever. To thank you, my employees and I are bringing you a limited edition my pillow. The Giza Elegance My Pillow is made with my patented adjustable fill, the most amazing cotton, and a two-inch pipe cusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code TAPP or call 1-800-659-9936. That's MyPillow.com with promo code TAPP. Use your promo code to get your limited edition 20th anniversary MyPillow queen size. Retails for $69.98, now only $19.98. That's right, get a queen size MyPillow for only $19.98. From all of us here at MyPillow... Constitutional Grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to BlueRidgeCoffeeCrafters.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds coffee display to make your purchase and to be sure to use the RE10 promo code and you will receive a 10% discount. Remember... Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Hi, this is Matt Fitzgibbons at PatriotMusic.com. If you share my passion for the simple but timeless principles that made our republic great and you like rock music, check out my five albums and videos on American history at PatriotMusic.com. You say gun control is using both hands. I've got to be free the way God made men. Hey, Jared, what's up? Well, my company gave me this Pride T-shirt. They say I gotta wear it to celebrate the LGBTQ. That's not really my thing, and, well, I sure as hell don't want to promote it. Yeah, I can understand that. What are you gonna do? I don't know. I'm just tired of all this woke bullshit. I mean, I've worked 20 years for this company. Well, they've been great until they started all this crap. 
I just want a job where I'm not forced to support all this nonsense. Yeah, I hear you. I'm Andrew Krabschett, CEO of RedBalloon.Work, America's woke-free job board. We connect good employees with great companies without all that woke bullshit. So if you're an employee who's tired of all the nonsense, then put your resume on Red Balloon. And if you're an employer looking for hardworking, reliable job seekers, then post your open jobs at redballoon.work. I'm Andrew Krabschett. Wait, no, it's okay, guys. That's just my last name. I'm Andrew Krabschett's from redballoon.work. Check us out today. What in the hell's diversity? <clears throat> well, I, I could be wrong, but I believe uh, diversity is an old, old wood ship that was used during the Civil War era. Not a joke. Not a joke. And that wasn't hyperbole. I meant that. I'm not joking. No, I'm serious. This is not hyperbole. And I'm not being facetious. And I mean it. Not a joke. For real. Not a joke. I mean it. I'm being serious. I'm being serious. But all kidding aside, for real. No, I'm not joking. Not a joke. I mean it. I really mean it. I mean this. I'm not being solicitous. Not a joke. Hi, this is Rod Eccles, and you're listening to Tap Into the Truth with Tim Tapp. Is it wrong that I suddenly feel like I should be pumping and flexing? Kind of a, a Hulkster moment. Let me tell you something, brother. Well, let me tell you something, brother and sisters and any of you out there that might be thinking about how are you going to protect your hard-earned wealth well into retirement? Well, I can tell you one way that could be helpful, uh, diversified with physical gold. Now, if you don't understand how physical gold can help to diversify and protect your hard-earned wealth, then you should call not me, but my friends over at Harvard Gold Group. Look, they are the gold company that I trust. They are the premier conservative gold company, hands down. They've got five-star ratings across the board from the Better Business Bureau, and they make it easy to buy and sell. They've got low-price guarantees, and they have some of the biggest levels of free promotional gold and silver available when you make qualifying purchases up to 15,000 be worthwhile just to give them a call to find out what a qualifying purchase is but my favorite part is the fact that they will be truthful with you they will be honest they're not going to just push on the hard sell they want to help you that that's that's it's just that simple. They want to help you. So, gold or silver is something that's on your mind? Whether you want to protect your retirement accounts or you just want to have gold in hand, call Harvard Gold Group. You can do it right now, or you can jot this number down for later. That's 844-977-GOLD, 844-977-4653. Or you can just visit them online at harvardgoldgroup.com. 
Either way, be sure to use promo code TAPP, or uh, if you make the call, be sure to tell them that you heard about them on Tap Into the Truth, uh, that you heard about it from Tim Tap. Just make sure you let them know where you heard about them, because that will entitle you to an additional $250 in free gold or silver, again, with qualifying purchase, and that's on top of any other promotion that you're taking advantage of. So why turn down free gold or silver? That's all I'm saying. One more time, give them that call at 844-977-GOLD. That's 844-977-4653 or harvardgoldgroup.com. No reason not to do that immediately. Okay, so uh, see if I can sneak the remaining stories in real quick. First, Supreme Court has decided not to hear a particular case that eventually they're not going to be able to duck. Okay, so on Tuesday of this week, the Supreme Court said that it will not take up a case involving a trans-identifying female student who was prohibited from using the boys' bathroom. In a blow to the Indiana School District at the heart of the case, the High Court decided to let the ruling of the lower court which sided with the trans-identifying student, stand. The student, who's represented by Indiana's American Civil Liberties Union, a.k.a. the ACLU, well, they sued the Metropolitan School District in Indianapolis back in 2021. The ACLU said that the trans-identifying student, called AC in court documents, attended John R. Wooden Middle School, in the district and was barred from using the boys' bathroom and locker room, quote, with other boys. Okay, there's a reason for that, ACLU. There's a very important reason for it. She is not a boy. It's that simple. It's that basic. The plumbing is not the same. And, like it or not, middle school, high school... Hormones in play, it's not safe. It's not safe. It's not smart. Harm could come to her, and it doesn't matter. If she says, guys, don't do it. I'm just another one of you. I'm just another guy. The guys know better. Now, there's way too many other cases like this that are going to make their way up. They're not going to be able to duck it forever. Uh, they they do get to decide what cases get on their docket, but they're not going to be able to avoid it. They're going to have, I don't know why they did it here, <clears throat> except I guess because in this case it was a girl wanting to get into a boy's locker room. They didn't want to address the other possibilities, but they really don't want to get onto the question of whether trans rights trump other rights, and the constitutional answer to that is no, they do not. The bottom line is, sometimes you have to try to accommodate minorities, and then in other occasions, you have to protect individuals, sometimes even from themselves, but all importantly, you have to balance the rights of everyone involved. 
So this girl doesn't have a right to go into the boys' bathrooms or locker rooms any more so than the guys have the right to go in. And it doesn't matter how you identify. That is merely a side dressing to the question at hand. Now, the activists are going to say that's exactly the question at hand. What are you saying? It's just off to the side that it's not important to it. And sadly, it's not. You're going to make a big deal about it, but it's not the issue here. How you identify doesn't equate into the public safety aspect. This girl was required to use the girl's bathroom or a single-person bathroom in the nurse's office. You guys probably remember this story being a bigger deal in 2021. We talked about it here, and I know lots of other folks talked about it as well. The problem, according to the ACLU, says that nurse's bathroom, the one in the nurse's office, it was far from the girls' classes, although they're really, really uh, intent on saying it was far from his classes. As a result, according to the ATLU, the student was caused irreparable harm, and her parents and the ACLU argued that in the lawsuit. School staff also referred to the student with female pronouns despite objections from her mother and stepfather. So what? <coughs> so what? This whole idea of misgendering being some terrible thing you guys are the ones that are misgendering. She is a she. Doesn't matter how she identifies. It really doesn't. So the absurdity is this is going to be allowed to play out longer. And now lots of other trends identifying people are going to school more school boards that are standing up trying to do the right thing. And it doesn't even matter what the law within the state says. They're going to jump it to the federal courts because the state courts are going to rule in accordance with the state laws. And the state laws say pretty clearly, this is the law here. And then we're going to create a constitutional crisis because the federal judges at the lower court levels, they want to pretend like they're protecting a minority. And it's all crap. The Supreme Court will have to take up a case that was similar to this one. At some point, stop dugging it. Do your jobs. All right, another big story, one that is getting very little attention, but you guys need to know about. And I'm hopeful that going into the weekend, it will get some more because kind of thing that's picking up steam. But the Department of Health and Human Services is awarding nearly seven hundred thousand taxpayer dollars to. Uh, back pregnancy prevention programs for young girls who identify as boys. So now you see why I put this story right after the Supreme Court denying to take the case about the trans-identifying girl who thinks she's a boy. The Department of Health and Human Services is offering taxpayer dollars, nearly 700000 taxpayer dollars to try and keep 
these trans girls identifying as boys from getting pregnant? Why are they that concerned about that particular aspect if it's perfectly okay for them to be using the same bathrooms and locker rooms? They are, of course, warning that heteronormative sexual education is inadequate. Why? Because heteronormative sexual education is where we say, um, you've got a baseball bat, you've got a catcher's mitt. Okay, they're really bad euphemisms. I'm sure a lot of you remember the really, really bad <laughs> sex education, uh, <laughs> where it was either that or something even more ridiculous. But you see, that's it, it's not appropriate. It's not adequate because what do you do when the catcher mitt pretends she has a baseball bat instead? Well, we've got to figure something else out. So, the $698,736 grant, which began in September of 2023, uh, let's go Brandon, will continue until June of 2027, if somebody else doesn't come along and cut it off before then, according to the government disclosures. Now, we're just finding out that this is going on. It will be allocated to the Center for Innovative Public Health Research. That pretty name. Happens to be a nonprofit, although they're getting a big chunk of change, that seeks to create, quote, an inclusive teen pregnancy program for transgender boys. Because just a teen pregnancy program doesn't seem to be good enough. Because now they have trained these children to be so delusional about their sexual existence that if they don't train the transgender boys that they might become pregnant, that it's just not going to happen. What? Wait a minute. It, you get, they've created another juxtaposition for themselves and their own lack of circular logic, and yet they don't even seem to blink. They don't flinch. They, they, they get angry when we notice that, isn't this contradictive to what you're saying? Because either A, she is a boy, and boys don't get pregnant. Well, yeah, some boys can. Oh, my gosh. This, let's ask Katanji Brown-Jackson to define what a woman is. I'm not a biologist. Well, I am a classically trained biologist, and I can tell you the answer. Anyway, quoting from the award description claims, Youths who are assigned female at birth are at risk for negative sexual health outcomes, yet are effectively excluded from sexual health programs because gender-diverse youth do not experience the cisgender, heteronormative teen sexual education messaging available to them as salient or applicable. Yes, let me make that a little clearer. They're saying, because we have these children believing they are a sex other than what they were born as, they just ignore the sexual, the sex ed classes, the information, because it doesn't apply to them. So now you need a completely different sex ed class. 
well, gee, when we start spending the money on that, what's going to happen? They're going to keep spending the money, and they're going to ask for more money, and they're going to keep doing it, and they're going to keep warping the brains of these tiny little children, who many of which are part of the social contagion, not actually suffering from gender dysphoria. So again, we're back to that part of the argument. We're back to that part of the conversation. Does this child have gender dysphoria? What is the best course of action? History has taught us the best course of action is to do nothing. History has taught us that the best course of action for children that are actually suffering from gender dysphoria typically come out of it on their own as they go through puberty. There are very few exceptions to that, and amongst those exceptions, most of them still outgrow it by the time they turn 23. And if that still hasn't happened, then psychiatric support is what is best, not chemical castration and surgical mutilations, but that's the only thing that gets pushed now, and it's getting pushed on children at younger and younger ages, and I have explained on a multitude of occasions, and I know most of you already knew, but I have to get it off my chest. Clearly, that's not a result of them offering up any type of care. It's the result of them seeing a cash cow. They're seeing dollar signs, because if you get on these treatments at an early enough age, in order for you to have any semblance of a healthy life in adulthood, you have to continue these treatments. You become a patient for life. You can't be healthy without what they do because they have destroyed your body based on how it was built by the Almighty. The DNA still has you built to be one thing. Their efforts to destroy that body has created an unhealthy set of circumstances. The Center for Innovative Public Health Research? Well, according to them, they aim to provide sex education via a program called Girl to Girl, which the organization describes as, quote, a text messaging-based sexual health program designed for cisgender, cisgender sexual minority girls 14 through 18 years of age. Why only minority? The center will then test the resulting adaptation in the national cohort of 700 trans-identified assigned female at birth youth, 14 to 18. So basically, they're going to measure uh, the use of contraception and testing for sexually transmitted diseases, as well as pregnancy rates. They're going to see what those rates are. They're going to try to compare them as a transgendered, assigned female at birth boy. What's these numbers going to look like compared to 14 through 18-year-old girls who are just girls, but must be minorities because we can't take white girls into account. Why? I, I guess because uh, equity, because that's what they keep saying, right? Equity this, equity that. They literally claim that data suggests that assigned female at birth, trans-identifying youth, may be less likely to use condoms 
when having sex with people who have penises and are at least as likely as cisgender girls to be pregnant. Health inequity must be addressed. So yes, there it is, the equity word. This inequity. Is it? Again, what what world have we been shipped off to? We are in some crazy gulag alternate reality. What the heck happened that we can't just say, leave those kids alone? I mean, they're going to hide behind ideas uh, about HIV prevention and pregnancy prevention, but in truth, this is all still just a waste of taxpayer dollars in an effort to continue to solidify the ideology of radical uh, gender identity on these younger and younger children. That's all it is. They're going to use our dollars to keep twisting the minds of children who should just be left alone to go through puberty and discover for themselves both the joys and the horrors of being a teenager. That's how people become adults. They need emotional support. They need proper emotional support. They need their parents to be a strong guiding force in their lives, and their parents need to actually be parents, not pals. They need to be protective, not wanting to be part of a group. I'm really cool because my kid's uh, part of one of these uh, other groups. Stop it. Inequity, my backside. Do you know what you call a girl that identifies as a boy who has sex with a person with a penis and then gets pregnant? You call them pregnant. The biology is still the same regardless. So teaching them, if you're going to continue to insist on sex ed, is going to be the same. And it's up to the teachers to make sure that that is coming across properly. It's like, hey, look, it doesn't matter how you identify. This is how you're going to get pregnant. This is how you can avoid being pregnant. Uh, let's do that. How about first, we're going to try to talk you out of getting pregnant in the first place, because that seems like a pretty good idea. But if we can't manage that, let's follow the rules to avoid it. Okay? But yeah, 700,000 U.S. taxpayer dollars, boys and girls. Uh, don't take my word for it. Definitely don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort, and most importantly, use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. Good night, everybody. Evil is powerless if the good are unafraid. This is Tim Tap, the ever-so-humble and mostly peaceful host of Tap Into The Truth. My people of this country and we're under attack. They ban us, they cancel us for speaking the facts. If you man enough, come stand with us, take USA back. And every time we pull up, all you're gonna see is American flags.